This podcast is haunted is brought to you by Studio. If you're anything like me, you spend a lot of time using headphones. Whether you're listening to background music while doing homework, podcasts while cooking and cleaning, or trying desperately to hear ghostly voices in EVP recordings, you need headphones that can keep up with you. That's where Studio comes in. Studio headphones give you high quality sound with a stylish Scandinavian design. Not to mention a whole line of wireless headphones that are great for working out or for dance parties in your kitchen. Right now, Studio is offering our listeners 15% off any purchase by entering promo code HAUNTED at checkout. And as always, they'll ship anywhere in the world for free. Welcome, spooks and spirits, ghouls and ghosts. Take a seat around the campfire. But beware, this podcast is haunted. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is Kate. This is Jen, and we're doing an intro right at the top. Right forget this time. at the top. Who's on top of our shit? We're on top of our shit. For once. Don't get used to it. Mm -mm. Uh, The reason that we're like more on top of our shit than normal is because we have a really special guest in house today. Uh, Everybody, this is my good friend, Sarah J. Hello, world. Hello, Sarah. (laughs) Welcome. Thank you. So Sarah's staying with me for Easter. We just finished up our Easter dinner. It was fantastic. Do you want to know what I had for Easter dinner? Yes, because then we're going to tell you what we had and it was fabulous. Mm. Yeah, I had pizza that I made yesterday. (laughs) And forgot because <laughs> we <laughs> and I had to reheat it in the oven. It was, eh, it was not good. So anyway, you remember what did you have? Do you remember Easter from last year? Oh, do I? It was amazing. Yeah, that was some of my best work. Uh, this year, instead of cooking the meat myself, I used Pit Stop Catering in Grand Rapids, <gasps> and they make this amazing KBS. So it's it's bourbon barrel smoked hams. Oh, my God. And then I made uh, green beans, which were just a formality. They were just, they were pretty to look at. They were. They were green. We used them like garnish. I don't think anybody ate a single one. <laughs> no. <laughs> we made devil. I would have had a, a one. Yeah. Just to be polite. Just to like say that you did it. Yeah. I put some on my plate, yeah. but like not enough to like. I couldn't even fake it. I was like, nah, pass. <laughs> That's not what we're here to do. Use it uh, as we a made spoon for the mashed potatoes. And the mashed potatoes, I think, were the showstopper. Yeah, the mashed potatoes. I was like, I'll just eat this the rest of the night. Right, for the rest of my life. So it was uh, Uh. skin on red skin mashed potatoes with garlic, chives, bacon, and cheddar, and a stick of butter, and a little bit of milk. (laughs) And so You can see my face right now, right? Yeah. (laughs) Do you miss me? (laughs) You should probably move home so I can continue to cook for you. (laughs) And then yeah. we had rolls and soda and uh, lemon water and uh, Cokes. And that cake. The oh, cake. my God, that gooey butter cake. We made ooey gooey butter cake, and it was like, you know, like a chocolate lava cake is like not quite cooked in the center. No. So this is halfway between a chocolate lava cake, but there was no chocolate. So it's all vanilla and butter. I added extra butter flavoring. Like I have butter extract that I used. Uh, and then it was so it was halfway between that and a cheesecake. And a hundred percent delicious. It was like, but when they say ooey gooey, like it did not hold the shape at all. But it jiggled, so that was fun. It did. It jiggled like <laughs> fresh tits. It went all over my plate like bukkake, though. Like it was just 
all over the place. Boom, Donnie. Yep. (laughs) Bingo. Uh, Boom goes the dynamite. Anyway, uh, so quick word about Sarah, because we we have so much to cover tonight. I feel like we have to, like keep our shit together Move right along moving right along to the stay life on, on topic the highway. sorry that's from the muppet movie so uh sarah j uh sarah and i met at grand valley during the vagina monologues mm-hmm. super In fun seven Ot seven yeah that was a very 11. good year we've been friends for 11 years mm-hmm. thanks for not giving up on me okay I was awful back then. Nah, you are right. I'm not great now. I mean, so, I was in high school. Obviously, think then. so. Oh, you were still in high school in '07. Yeah, I was either a junior or senior. Fucking kill myself. That's eh, close. So, enough. did you it's graduate fine. in '08? Yeah, man. That was one year before I met Dan. This is my uh, ten-year anniversary. Ten-year <sighs> graduation. Will you go home for it? Probably not, just because I have a very busy summer ahead of me. I have to intern. Mm. Ugh. Fuck me. <laughs> yes, ma'am. I'm so- <laughs> 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 Creepy. I made it weird. You made it weird. Podcast <laughs> over. Friendship denied. Okay. All right. So um, um, so Sarah has actually spent the last four years, five years? Uh, it'll be five years in August. Five years. Yeah. She also was a fucking flight risk. All my friends are. She right. ran away from me to Florida. Is it? Is it a risk when they actually do it? Touche. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are a bunch of fugitives. <laughs> Fugitive friends. <laughs> anyway, 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 stop being factual, Jeff. Okay. Uh, so uh, Sarah moved away from me to go work for Disney Parks. She did the college internship program. That and she sounds so fun. I know, right? I want to go to Disney. It sounds happy. It's the happiest place on Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disneyland is the happiest place on Earth. Oh, right. What's Disney World is where dreams come true. That's so much oh. lamer. It's not lame. Dreams are awesome. Oh. <laughs> all right. So Sarah went away. She did the Disney College program. She's now a veteran of all of the parks, all four theme parks and Blizzard Beach, which is one of the many water parks. She's also worked at SeaWorld and Universal Studios. And here we are. She's about to get married. So I'm going to be going to Disney in December yeah. for Sarah's wedding. Yeah. It's going to be great. Best wedding ever. It's going to be the tits. I'm <gasps> super excited for it. It's going to be dope. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Well, by December, you won't be interning. You want to come with? I'll be in school unless it's after I'm in school. <laughs> Quit school. You don't need home. school. <laughs> give, give up on Everything your dreams. Everything you need to learn is out there on the streets of Disney. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, those hard knife life streets. Okay, so speaking of Disney, I get super excited about Disney. Let me try that again. (laughs) No, 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 no. That's very good. (laughs) What about Datney? Disney. I'm so sorry I did that. You guys are the worst. Um, All right, so Jeff, what's your favorite park? Um, Okay, you even told me you were going to do this. I did. Well, okay. So I didn't go to all of the parks. I went to Disney World and I didn't go to, I went to Epcot. I went to Animal Kingdom and uh, Magic Kingdom. Okay. So you skipped MGM. I think overall I liked the Magic Kingdom, but I think my favorite ride was in the Animal Kingdom. What was your favorite ride? Everest. Yeah. It's a really good roller coaster. It's very spooky. You go backwards. It's great. You go backwards, which is so cool. And it's like just really everything at Disney is super well designed. But that one I particularly loved. Are there trolls? 
It's a Yeti. There, it's a yeah, Yeti. There's a Yeti. No, the I, I don't think is, I've been You're on thinking that one. of Norway at Epcot. Oh yeah, that ride no longer exists. It is now all the Frozen ride oh, at the fuck Norway you, Frozen. Pavilion. Yeah, because you know everything has to be fucking Frozen and Star Wars. Yep. Nothing else matters. <sighs> Nothing good can R.I.P. stay. R.I.P. Norway. That was a really great ride. I yeah. enjoyed, I really enjoyed. It was called Maelstrom. Yes, that's right. Yeah. That's oh. right. And there were like water elements as well mm-hmm. as roller coaster track. You're like riding in a Viking boat. <sighs> yeah. I'm sad. That was I a really great I got to ride one. it in its last day of operations. It usually was like Aww. a five minute ride on the last day of operations. I think I waited in line for two and a half hours. Worth it. Yeah. Totally worth, worth it. it. I love it. All right. So that's, so your favorite park, Jen, is... The Magic Kingdom. What about you? Yeah. My favorite when I was a kid was definitely Magic Kingdom just because there's a castle, like, obviously. But as an adult, it is Epcot because there's a lot of drinking to be done at Epcot, and it was great. I, when, the last time I was at Disney was almost 20 years ago, so So you were not drinking. I was not drinking. Yeah. I was in high school. Yeah. If you're a kid, Epcot's a really shitty park because- Disagree. I mean, Still loved Epcot. I mean, I, okay, so the first time I went to Disney, I was six, so like- I don't know. It just seemed like after the World Showcase for the adults was cool. But for me, the the front of the park obviously was more to do. But once we went to the World Showcase, I was like, OK, so they're shopping. I liked the shopping. Amen. Fun. Yeah, when you're six, though, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like 16. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So a little I went, bit different. I went when I was the last time I was there, I was 14. So it's yeah. been a minute. I think that was circa 2000 one ish yeah it's been a while but anyway so at the world showcase there was uh different sodas from around the world yes and the Mm. soda from israel was the fucking best it was like a lemon lime soda but it was super sour like a shock tart but a soda oh 14 year old katie was about that yeah that's (laughs) my favorite one was the one from i think it's south africa Okay. Uh, and it's because it's like the Coke station. It's the different flavors of Coke that are popular around the world, right? Yes. And uh, the one that I like is like this very sweet berry one there. Ooh. It was delicious. I don't remember mm, that one. I love it. Okay. There's this one that we always tell people, oh, yeah, it's the best one. It's the best one. It's called Beverly. It's from Italy. Uh-huh. We're like, it's the best one. Just try it. Just try it. Trust me. It is not the best one. It is the worst thing I've ever tasted, especially no. when you're like, oh, it's Coke, so it's going to be sweet. It's an aperitif, so you're supposed to drink it to help with digestion, so it's just really bitter Why would and you do that to people? Because it's hilarious. You're a bad person. I, I learned it from someone else, okay? I just learned it from you. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, well, I'm going to go out and be real basic and say that my favorite park is definitely MGM. Well, it's Hollywood Studios now. Oh, yes. But oh. my my reasoning for that is because they have all the Muppet stuff. I don't think that's basic. Mm. I think it would have been basic to be like, I like Magic Kingdom because Cinderella. Oh, Cinderella's really boring. Yeah, she's But the Muppets. Yeah. Fucking the Muppets. Yeah. Mm. That has been my jam since I was a child. That whole area is themed so great, too. Yeah. Yeah. And also, one of my chief fears is present, and it's the free-falling elevator. Mm. Is that the the Tower of Terror? Isn't that not that anymore didn't uh, they change it so at disneyland they've rebranded it to be like guardian of the galaxy jail breakout <sighs> or some shit uh but at disney world it will still be the twilight zone tower of terror it was awesome okay. and jen it's all See, like oh god that's the yeah i really wanted to go to that park but i was it was a marching band trip so i had no control over my life um <laughs> and did I you get to play at magic kingdom we yeah so we were there over New Year's and we played the Citrus Bowl parade and we did a parade down Main Street um, USA on New Year's Eve awesome. um, during the day 
Yeah, you went at literally was, the busiest time of the year on the busiest day of the year. Hell. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah. So we were like, you know, in the park all day, and then there's, you know, of course, fireworks at night. And I, you know, we happened to be near where the all. Oh, it's a small world. And we're like, oh, shit, we have to get back to Main Street to watch the fireworks. Oh, and boy. we're, like, meeting, like, all the way back, like, by, you know, the tree or I don't know. It's been years. It's been about 10 years. And it was just literally, it was, like, Times Square on New Year's Eve. Yeah. And it was hell. And I had lost my voice because I was squad leader and I was yelling at people all weekend. So. Yeah. I've, I've yeah. worked on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day at Magic Kingdom. It is Something else. The worst. It's something yeah. else. Yeah. I hate crowds. It's an experience. <laughs> I think we did, for, sure. for my last trip when we were 14, I think we were there for New Year's Eve. I don't remember much about it. Here's a PSA to all your listeners. Do not go to Disney or any theme park during the holidays, okay? Because You will have a miserable time. You will hate it. It will not be fun. <laughs> And that's our PSA. You're welcome. Cheers. So, Jen, do you remember a favorite ride? Oh, I already said I'm Everest. Oh, right. 100%. What's your favorite ride? I have so many. Um, What's your favorite ride at each park? That helps narrow Mm, it down. I guess. Um, I tried. I really enjoyed the safari at the... Yeah. Yeah, I used to work on that. That seems... It seems like fun. Like, I like learning about animals, and I liked being in a truck that wasn't free falling. Mm -hmm. I liked that. The back row is the best, because that's where you get the most bounce when you go over the... The the turrets. Rough rough parts of the road. Yeah. Mm. I love the 4D theaters. Yeah. Like, all the 4D theaters forever. And then there was also... I don't remember what it was called. It was an attraction more than a ride, but it showed you... It was like a backlot tour, and it showed you how how movies are made and, like, the sort of special effects. So I really enjoyed that. It was called the backlot tour. Hey! It is no longer there. It's going to be, uh, like, part of Star Wars slash Toy Story Lands now. Yeah, it's been gone for years, actually. Like, about three three years now. Yeah. uh, I'm sorry. Everything good (laughs) must go. Yeah. And then at... Tomorrowland, which is my favorite part of the Magic Kingdom. I fucking love Tomorrowland. There is a combination... Again, I really love the 40 theaters. And one of them is an alien breakout. Uh And, like, you're alone in this room and the power gets cut and the alien breaks out and it, like, breathes on your neck. It's... I have never been Mm. more terrified in my goddamn life. I was not allowed to ride that when I went the first time. It was deemed too scary for me. It was very scary. And they were probably right. I was 14 and I was like, holy fucking shit. Like it breathes down your neck. Yeah. And then, so is that still there? It is there, but it has been retooled as Stitch's Great Escape. And then I heard a rumor about something it was going to turn into next, but I don't know if that's true, so I'm not going to speculate. But <sighs> yeah, it's uh, it's basically the same concept. You're still sitting in the seats, and it's still interacting with you. The power goes out, and he bounces on your shoulders. But and it's Stitch instead it's, of... But it's still, instead depending of something on scary. who you are, I it guess. is genuinely frightening. Fine. Yeah. I guess. The 40 theaters are definitely my favorite. I also yeah. super love Buzz Lightyear's Space Command, where you're Buzz like... Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger, spin! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that! <laughs> I used to work there. That was actually my first attractions position. Oh, fun! I was a, I was a Space Ranger. Of course. Yeah. Hi, Jen, are you familiar with this ride? Uh, not that one specifically. I, I did um, a Bug's Life one, though. Which oh! Is- there's a ride for Bugs Life? It's the theater No, ride. it's oh, one of those theaters. The 4D theater. Yeah. Okay, so this one's not a 4D theater. It's, ah. You're in a cart on a track. 
Uh, but the cart, you have a little... So, like, if Sarah and I are sitting side by side, we each have a little, like, toy cannon mounted in oh, front okay. of us. that's fun. And then one of us can control where our cart is pointed. So you there's a little lever in between, and you can shoot it to the left or shoot it to the right. And then all around you are targets. You are... Uh, trying to shoot the Z symbol for Zerg. Is it yeah. Zerg? Zerg's a bad guy. Yeah. And so you're just shooting these all down and trying, and you get points. So you're playing against people in your family for how many things you shot. And yeah. it, it was gives really you a fun. score at the end. You can max out. I've, I know how to max out. I know where all the high point targets are. Oh. I will also <laughs> mess with people if they ride with me and just keep us spinning. Yes, that's what and I did too. <laughs> people get so mad at me. And I'm like, you know what? We can go on it again. Okay, chill out. That but is the best. It's I like to call it like Toy Story Midway Mania's grandpa. Have you been on Toy Story Midway Mania? No. It's like that, but like modern with screens and stuff. And you pull on a string on the cannon instead of shooting with the buttons. Okay. It's mm. a lot of fun. That's actually my dad's favorite ride is Toy Story. But it's kind of like the precursor to Toy Story. It's super yeah. fun. Uh, I love oh. Disney. I, I get really excited about Disney. I have like... Like, okay, we're, we're doing this in my office, uh, and my office is decked out with Beauty and the Beast and Wizard of Oz. And so, uh, just like, I don't know, I'm big on magic. And so... <laughs> Are you pissed that they took out the great movie ride where the uh, yep. Wizard of Oz scene yep. was? Yeah, of course I'm pissed. Why do they keep taking things away from me? <sighs> because everything good must die. Everything good must die. No, I don't need to remember make my room childhood. for Star Wars. Yeah, guys, listen, I, Star Trek is where it's at, so... Fight me. Does Universal <laughs> own Star Trek? They don't own it. They're like, Paramount owns uh, Star Trek, Paramount and CBS, and Universal kind of has a sort of partnership with them sometimes. Okay. It's very weird. It's a weird arrangement. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Which character, Disney character, do you most identify with? My character that I most identify with is the Evil Queen from Snow White, because you were saying earlier, Kate, that mm. you identify more with the villains. That is definitely mm. true as you age, I think, because yeah. you're like, man, I see why they're mad all the time now. Like, yeah. because all these young, pretty bitches getting it easy. Life ain't fair. Life ain't fair. And I don't know, like my fiance calls the evil queen the angry princess mm. because he can't remember her name. And I'm like, either way, it's right. It's right. correct. So You're not wrong. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's the, the one I The one you most respect. identify with. Yeah. All right, Jeff, back to mm. you. Okay. I went through a whole, like, cycle in my head. First, I was like, oh, maybe Anna, because I'm just kind of dumb. And no, then I'm like, well, <laughs> girl. I, d- I didn't settle there, okay? I kept going. Because okay. I'm not at that idealistic. <laughs> you don't want to be Anna? She's overrated. Yeah, she is. She, I don't know. I like Kristen Bell, though, so. Me too. But, yeah, my, my favorite ones growing up were Pocahontas and Mulan, but I'm not nearly as badass as either of them. Yet. So I think Rapunzel. Good choice. I actually really like Disney's interpretation of Rapunzel. Yeah. She's clever and creative and sassy, but she's very real. Like her mm-hmm. existential crises, when she, like, when that time when she's like flipping out about leaving the tower and she's like so grateful to yeah. be out, but also she so has ashamed those, that she. Those highs and lows, the, like in a matter of like 10 minutes, she goes through like manic and lows. And, yeah. Yes. And I totally, yeah. I identify yeah. with that. I get it. That's... I like that she's no, that... fearless. Like she, yeah, I mean, that, she just doesn't understand. So, but she's also like, I'm just going to try it. Just give it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. I also really see with like, she just makes that choice to do it. And then she immediately like has a million second thoughts. And I'm like, yeah, that's me. That's- <laughs> I'm going to do a thing. Oh my God. I did the thing. <laughs> that's kind of like watching you apply for grad school was like, yeah, yeah. You were, you were in just joyous and also terrified. 
That's me <laughs> yeah. in a nutshell. That's, oh, man. In a tiny nutshell. Well, all right, so I'm going to answer for myself. Obviously, Ursula. I look like <laughs> Ursula. I sound like Ursula. I give a bangerang interpretation of Four Unfortunate Souls. You should be so lucky to hear it. Uh, <laughs> and then I oh, Miss Piggy. I mm. I love Miss Piggy. And also mm-hmm. Dan, total Kermit. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yep. Like mm-hmm. everybody who knows him is like, oh, okay. I see it. That's mm-hmm. our celebrity dream couple. Wow. All right, so. Can I tell you a short story? Yes, One time please. that I overheard working in Fantasyland merchandise, uh, there was a dad with his daughter in there, and he was trying so hard to get her to buy. Like, uh, they have these, like, little babies that look like characters wrapped in blankets, and so they had, like, a Maleficent one. It's actually really cute. It looks like a little toddler baby. He was trying so hard to get her to choose that one over, like, the Sven one or Anna or whatever. And she's like, I don't want her. She's a bad guy. He's like, yeah, well, bad guys make the story good. And I was like, yes, Dad, yes. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Bad guy. Without, without the bad guy, you wouldn't have shit. You, you don't show have some appreciation. Yeah. Yeah. He ended mm-hmm. up buying her the Sven one, so whatever, but... He tried. Without <laughs> Ursula, Ariel's just a hoarder in her in her little grot- grotto. So, and she never gets a man, and she's stuck under her father's thumb forever. You know, yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a, I don't like that story. That's kind that of sad, sad when you think about it. I mean, because that means that the protagonists don't have any agency, which they kind of don't in a lot of Disney movies. They but, really yeah. don't. I mean, I think part of living is also coming across different sorts of villains. Mm-hmm. I, I think if they were living a more realistic life, you know, Ariel's villain would be her own hoarding issues. Yeah. I think the as the movies have gone on, like, people give a a lot of the more recent movies flack about being not as good as the old ones, like Frozen and such, but the characters themselves or whatever, they're still vapid and whatever, but not always. I just, I don't like Anna. I'm so sorry. The villains are also more, they have more dimension to them now, too. Like, the Mother Gothel thing, that is horrifying. Somebody that you grow up and you trust implicitly your whole life suddenly being your number one enemy, that's some scary shit. Well, and imagine the amount of therapy that she's going to have to go through. Right? Well, then, like, what if you're a little kid watching that and you leave and all of a sudden you're like, oh my god, is my mother an evil witch? (laughs) Like, damn. Oh, man. My My mom's a helicopter parent. (laughs) (laughs) My mom likes to brush my hair. Not my mom. I mean, like, you know, imagine. Yeah, yeah, right. No, I... So I actually don't hate the new movies. Yeah. I think Anna and... Indina Menzel. Elsa. Elsa. Yeah, Anna and Adina Menzel. Queen Adina Menzel. <laughs> Which, okay, but like for real, like I could not, like I was watching the movie and I was seeing the character Elsa, but I was like, that's Adina Menzel. Like, right. Not, she can't be anyone but herself. She didn't do any voice work at all. Listen, that whole no. movie is just a music video for Let It Go. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah. here's, I I actually really like the new movies. I, I think that they do a good job with more complex stories. It's not just a dragon in front of a castle. It's learning to be an adult and the intricacies of sisterhood and stuff like that. Here's my only gripe with the new movies is that they stopped putting money into painting the backgrounds. Like it's it's expensive. Yeah, for CGI. Exactly. So now that everything is CGI, they just sort of like put in a general background. But if you look at like the original Beauty and the Beast, not the Dan Stevens version. Not that I'm objecting to the Dan Stevens version. I object. Girl, I have you seen him? I've seen him, but I also saw Emma Watson and was not impressed. Yeah, you can I just... also saw the, like, <laughs> shitty CG him. Yes. I also saw Emma Watson's voice the horrifying was... oh. furniture. Horrifying. 
I don't There's so much some really care about dark that. moments yeah. in that movie. I just well, the original the original story has some real dark shit. But anyway, no the so just like in the new cartoons that they just stopped doing backgrounds. Here we can even compare to Tiana's uh, Princess yeah, and the Frog, the last hand drawn oh, animated one, film, and the, everybody gives it shit, and it's delightful. It's delightful. It's and so the, good. It's so good. The backgrounds are glorious it's gorgeous every single scene you could stop it at any moment and get a beautiful glorious watercolor image and now if you freeze tangled you'll just kind of see like a blurry green it's, background it's a blurry mess yeah. yeah they they don't really i don't know that's my only gripe you want to talk about spooky shit yeah. Yes, please. Yes, please. Uh, obviously, guys, we're talking about Disney today. Sarah worked at Disney Park, so she is going to give us some information about spooks at Disney. Mm-hmm. There are a lot. It's a place that lots of people pour in there. They pour a lot of energy into it. The staff, the workers. They pour a lot of ashes. <laughs> well, all right. Spoiler. <laughs> you wrong. I mean. <laughs> Let's just talk Disney for just a second. I've got some background information for you all. So Disney is a company organized in ni- all the way back in 1920 back then they were only doing silent films and they were actually trying to do like live action silent films and so that was walt and roy doing roy is his brother Mm -hmm. mickey was developed in 1928 and that's really when they started moving officially towards animation 30 years later (laughs) uh we have got disneyland opening 1955 i guess the opening was a bit of a clusterfuck oh yes they were completely unprepared for the amount of things that they had going on such magic (laughs) Uh, uh, and then of course disney world in 1971 at that point in time it was only the magic kingdom they would open up four more kingdoms after that now to be clear for people who might not know, Disneyland is the one in California, and Disney World is the one in Orlando, Florida. Yes, that's right. Okay. So Disney World in the 70s, Disneyland in the 50s. So that was Magic Kingdom in 71. Epcot opened in 82. MGM, which is now Hollywood Studios, opened in 89. And then the Animal Kingdom in 1998. Sarah has worked at all of those, but none of us have any experience with California Disneyland. Is that, am I right about that, Jen? You've never been out there? That is correct. All right, but you do have some stories from out there, right? Yes, because the internet. The exists. internet! Hooray! Yay! Let's it's not it. just so- for porn. <laughs> not only. Fun fact, there is a lot of Disney porn out there. I am yeah, painfully uh, aware. Yeah. God bless DeviantArt. Uh, everybody put your surf, safe, safe search on, because... Uh, it's about to I, get weird. Yeah, when I Where searched... You guys- Disney. Yeah, you gotta take it off to find that. No, well, yeah. Just... If you're looking for it, which I don't, don't, don't at me about that. I, I um, feel like we shouldn't be looking for it. Like, just let kids have something. We don't need to be masturbating to everything, guys. Yeah. Reel it in. Aren't you just talking just... about Dan Stevens and the Beast? And... Okay, hang on. Oh. <laughs> First he off. He is an adult man. Dan Stevens is an adult man. Yes, thank you, Jeff. He's real. He's a real person, which is not necessarily better, actually. But most importantly, he's not super hot in that movie. You want to know where he is? Oh, sorry, I just grabbed your boob. I'm down to clown. <laughs> oh. So he's super hot in the show Legion. Are you watching that? No. Girl. Girl. Get thee to Netflix. Get thee yeah. to Netflix. <laughs> Stupid hot. He's also really hot in this movie called The Guest. It's a suspense thriller where he's like a crazy person and you get to he's see a crazy him like person naked. In Legion. Yes. He's a crazy Yay, he does crazy really well. Mm. I love him. Okay. That's not what we're supposed to be talking about. I fell down that rabbit no. hole. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jen, tell us about Disneyland. Okay. So there are 
as you could imagine, quite a few ghost stories about Disneyland. It was the first one open. So one of the first ones right off the bat is Walt Disney's apartment in the park. They Where was his apartment? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, It's above the firehouse on Main Street. So... I mean, they're so like actually right there by the opening gates. Yeah, like on yep. Main Street, it looks like a fire department. If oh. you, the second story, huh. yeah, mm-hmm. there's actually a lot of like secret rooms and clubhouses in Disney, like all Disney parks. Um, I actually kind of like knew through a person, someone who was like the head curator of Disney World who would who is just like in charge of taking care of the, all the historical artifacts that are on display in these like fancy secret rooms and that sounds like a super cool job and hire me <laughs> right that fills me with job lust damn yeah fuck so yeah, there, there's all these, you know, there's there's a bunch of articles, too, online about, like, oh, did you know about this secret Disney club? So g- go look around. But anyway, Disney himself had an apartment above the firehouse on Main Street. So he, of course, is now deceased, but they still keep the lights on in his apartment, which is kind of cute because it's kind of like, a, oh, well, you know, just, you know, keep a line on for him just in remembrance. But it's also apparently always on for a reason <laughs> because there was one time when an employee, you know, went into the apartment to just dust because I assume they probably keep it up like, in case like any like super VIPs show up or whatever. I don't know who gets to go in there. But they went in there and they were dusting and they just like out of habit turned off the lights as they left. And when they did that, the light just started flickering like crazy. And there are some reports that she heard a voice that said, don't forget, I am still here. Mm. (laughs) What? (laughs) Absolutely not. No, that's Mm -hmm. not allowed in the happiest place on earth. (laughs) Don't forget, I'm still here. Jesus. Can you, like, can you imagine the kind of extra person that Walt Disney was and then try to imagine that he could just, like, step back after death and, like, let his part go? No. Hell nah. He's coming back and he's keeping tabs on this place. Like, there's no way. Speaking as another extra. Yeah, I get it. I'm also a control freak. When he was dying, because he had, I believe, lung cancer, he smoked very heavily. Yes. As everyone did at that time. It was a different time. But when he was in the hospital dying in his hospital bed, he was looking at the ceiling tiles above him, you know, like the ones with the dots in it, like how you count those when you're bored or whatever. But he Mm -hmm. was like so delirious that he was looking at drawing plans for Epcot because Epcot had not yet opened. They were still in the planning stages. And so he was still planning his park in his dying moments. Being That's like, so sweet. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he had a lot of energy poured into that he place. He is kind of a nebulous figure to me. I've heard that he's like the nicest guy and also a total raving bastard. Uh, mm. As most people are. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a very good point. There's a lot of people who would say I'm the nicest person, and there's a lot of people who would say she's a fucking cunt. Same. Me, to me. People say that. I've had people tell that to my face, actually. Sarah, you're such a cunt. I've told that to my face sometimes. You tell yourself? You keep it real, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. So that's that's your first... That's, That's, I mean... That's obviously, like, obviously Walt Disney is haunting this place. Like, there's no question about it that, mm-hmm. like, of course he is. If anyone is haunting a Disney park, it's fucking Walt Disney. Now, uh, Disneyland was not the only thing that has ever stood on that piece of land. So there 
is actually another ghost that has been around since the turn of the the last century. A woman who, it's it's a lady in white is what she's called. And I don't know, there's like a bunch of like cultural like ladies in white, but I think this one is an actual like person who died in 1900 on the same land that Disneyland is built on. Oh. Um, and yeah, so she allegedly just wanders Main Street at night as if she's window shopping, just like, you know, casually. And she will find lost children and guide them to the Disneyland Baby Care Center. Oh, that's so, that's, so nice. Yeah. That's, that's kind of... Do you think she ever gets, like, turned around and such? Like, does she just started haunting Disneyland and she's like, what the fuck? What is this that's here? This used yes. to be a forest or something. <laughs> that's the thing that confuses me is because, um, so she would have died, you know, way before Disneyland. But Disneyland is also kind of built, especially Main Street, to look kind of like that makes street sense. would yeah. in early 1900s. So, like, I could see her being kind of like, huh? But also like, all right, you know, this is kind of familiar. Yeah. And then she's like, here, you strange child who is in strange clothing. Come to this place that I somehow, I don't know, I guess she's learned the lay of the land since her <laughs> well, death. Remember, it's lots of energy. So much energy. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I was kind of, I was skeptical looking into this because I was like, ah, I, I've, I haven't really heard offhand of many ghost stories about Disneyland. And then I was like, well, of course it's fucking haunted by a million people because just, like, there's so many people yeah. and so much energy going into that place, so. Nobody ever dies at Disney is the thing that we hear, but statistically, if you've got literally billions of people coming through your parks every year, someone's gonna die, and they have. But we'll get to that later. Also, yeah. Main Street is designed to look like um, Marceline, Missouri, which is uh, Walt Disney's birthplace. Yeah, hometown, so. So extra. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, you gotta it. make it look it. like my hometown. <laughs> So you can all relive my childhood. That's like nostalgia to the max. <laughs> so when I build the Cape Park. It would look like a fucking dump if I based it on my... <laughs> exactly. It's Apologies like... to Jamestown, but like, come on. We all know what Third Street looks like. Jen, you've seen my hometown. Yeah. yeah. Like, does, everything Does your hometown have... even have a main street? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even have a stoplight, Jen, so... <laughs> Yeah, so the like the largest property of land is the trailer park. So mm-hmm, I guess mm-hmm. what a know. magical place. Well, you know, <laughs> it's actually the happiest place as, on earth. <laughs> as far as trailer parks go, it's actually really nice. It has a creek that runs through it. There's salmon in it all the time. It's real nice. But um, yeah, not all trailer parks. It's still a trailer bad, park you know. in southern Michigan. Yeah. Hashtag not all trailer parks. Can't yeah. win them all. All right, so. So, uh, so Sarah, you mentioned that no one dies at, you know, Disney. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, and I've heard that they do the thing where they'll, like, drag your <laughs> quickly, uh, you know, cooling body off the park grounds and then declare you dead. There have been some people who have, I believe, died within the grounds. This next story is one of Dolly Young, who was in a bobsled on the Matterhorn ride in 1984. It said that she unbuckled herself to assist a child on the ride. I don't know what was going on with the child, but she apparently stood up. She's going to get beheaded. (laughs) And hit the cross track overhead just before a dip and was thrown onto the tracks. Okay. And then she was run over by the next bobsled. Fuck. Oh, my God. 
Yeah. So oh, Dolly, why? Can you imagine Dolly. being in that bobsled? Just just like seeing it and not being able to literally have there's no you have no control. Is the Matterhorn a dark ride? I, I've never been to Disneyland, so I don't know. I see uh there's a video here and it looks like there are a lot of tunnels. Okay. That you go through. I was because the so. closest thing I could think of, I guess, is Space Mountain, which is a dark ride. So if you hit somebody, you wouldn't know on Space Mountain because you're in the dark. Yeah. There's also apparently a ghost in the Space Mountain at oh, Disneyland, yeah. but I don't know. There was a video and I couldn't tell what was going on, so I'm not going to talk about it. Actually, <laughs> go look it up. People getting injured and killed because they are letting themselves out of rides vehicles happens a lot more frequently than you yeah. think. Yeah. And I, like at every single park, not yeah, just Disney. not just Disney. Just wow. yeah, it happens yeah. a lot. I stuff like that scares the shit out of me. Um, the, my my dad put the fear of God into me uh, when the first time we went to Disney when I was like ten or so. Uh, not to put our hands up on Space Mountain because it might. Does that is that a real thing? Okay, so hang on. Let me for those of you who are listening. My dad warned me not to put your hands above your head. You know, like mm. how you like stick your like, hands woo! in the air. Woo! My dad mm-hmm. said, don't do that because you could hit the top track in the dark and not know it, and it can rip your arms off. Nope. So that's a bit extreme. Yeah, sounds However, like... However, <laughs> caveat, there is a reason we say keep your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the vehicle at all times for your safety. Because... <laughs> sounds like you've practiced that for I mean, I might have heard it a few times. <laughs> There's... A lot of the rides, they are moving vehicles. Even the, mm-hmm. like, really, quote-unquote, baby rides, like Winnie the Pooh and stuff, that is still a moving mechanical vehicle, a machine. And if you get caught in a machine, such as your hair or clothes or your fingers, you know, it will pull you in and crush you. So it's oh. a thing. Ugh. Like, that's why we say do not put your hands out because it doesn't take much for an accident to happen. And they do everything they can to make these parks as safe as possible. They take it very seriously. But you know what? Sometimes you can't fix stupid. So... Yeah. For the record, I don't know if you know this, because I think that I went before you in this case, but did you know that Winnie the Pooh ride used to be Mr. Toad's Wild Ride? I did. And it's exactly the same ride, but they just have like all the jumps and the the tracks. Yeah, the The covering. They basically reskinned it. Yeah. They do have in one part, if you go through, there's a picture of Mr. Toad um, signing the deed over to Toad Hall that's hanging on the wall. So it's like he's giving them Toad Hall. He's like, here you go. Yeah. Yeah. So I know Mr. Toad's Wild Wild Ride in the old days was like one of the most famous roller yes. coasters. Well, it's not a coaster. It's oh. a track ride. But okay. yeah, there you go. It's sorry. I'm sorry if I sound pretentious when I'm like, well, actually, you well, like, it's information that I didn't have before. Yeah, so don't worry no, about that. But circling back around to the, the hands in the air, like you just don't care in Space Mountain. If you are of a certain height, which we are not. So you could have been as reaching as hard as you can. As long as you're not pushing yourself up out of the seat, you'd be fine. It's okay. when you get these guys that are like six foot five and up, and then they start putting it. I've rode Space Mountain with the lights on. It is horrifying. Like, it's fun in the dark, and then you turn on the lights, and you're like, shit, this is all really close to my head. And mm. it's, if you're a certain height, it could be dangerous. And, Holy shit. But we're not, we're not that tall. I know we're not, but we like, think I'm we are, still never going to do that again, unless I can see the top. Nah, that's fine. I can just, wee from here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Keep your hands and arms inside of the vehicle, people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so poor Dolly died. Um, oh, right. Oh, no. <laughs> like, oh, really? Oh, yeah, what? that lady. Her. Yeah. So, but uh, since then, Disneyland employees have experienced a feeling of being watched around uh, what they call Dolly's Dip as they walk around the track after the park closes. So that is 
That's mm-hmm. a really fucking morbid nomenclature. Dolly's yeah. dip. Dolly's God. dip. Well, I think it's because it's like literally a dip. I, I think, know, I but assume. still. Wow, guys. Mm, I know. Little... Very cash. <laughs> a woman died, y'all. <laughs> Show some respect. <laughs> oh, yeah. we're laughing about it. We're bad people. Yeah, they're mm. terrible. They're, so this one was actually covered by My Favorite Murder because they did an episode on Disney. And I think... Uh, so this one has to do with a teenager who attempted to sneak into Disneyland in 1966 by climbing a fence. Um, and he came upon the monorail, and I think he was planning to just kind of, like, walk the tracks. But oh, Jesus. as he was crossing it, he didn't apparently see the monorail coming. And that comes pretty quickly. But how? It's got a light on it, and it's loud as a hell. It's a yeah, train I, coming down a track. You I would don't feel know it vibrating. Did. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was like coming around a curve or something. But uh, I, yeah, apparently maybe he, he was didn't just s- trying not to fall and got distracted. I don't know. Yeah, he mm-hmm. he didn't see it. He got struck by the train and was dragged approximately forty feet, which oh, was that's so horrifying. Yeah, but over the past you know years since this happened, monorail riders and park workers have reportedly seen the ghost of the 19-year-old running alongside the train. So there's that. That um, makes me really sad. Like, I know it's, like, his fault, but also, I don't know. It's, it's just sad. a sad accident. Like, yeah. I mean, kids are dumb all the time, but that doesn't mean you deserve to die for oh, it. Oh, it's not just <laughs> kids. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. You know, I've seen people. some shit. Yeah. But it's it's just like, oh, why are you so tragically dumb? Yeah. So those are all, those are, there's more stories. Um, I'm pulling all of this from uh, an article on Ranker, which is my number one source for all things spooky, called Creepy Stories and Legends About Disneyland, and it's by Lisa Waugh. Go look it up. But the main one that I wanted to focus on, because it's the one that scares me the most, it's apparently there was an employee of Disneyland. They believe it's this person. It's a guy named Javier Cruz, who was a cast member who played Pluto. And he was killed in 2004 after falling in front of the Beauty and the Beast parade float, which sounds horrifying to watch. They didn't have any footage of that, thankfully. But yeah. So, But, but you know somebody out there has that footage. Someone. Yeah. Someone. Because it's a parade. You know everyone's filming it. Like mm-hmm. how many... Children were traumatized. This, that was day. this what year was this? Two thousand four. Yeah, two thousand four. So everyone had their really. That was when smart. Shoots. Well, that's when smartphones start, first started coming, coming around. Out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're all like one megapixel, right? Super grainy videos, but they exist somewhere. <laughs> but anyway, so that happened in two thousand four, and then this is a video that was caught on a security camera. It's actually not one security camera, but a whole series of them. And it looks like a ghostly figure walking through the park and appears to be a ghost. And, like, I would usually just kind of dismiss. There's a lot of, like, light happening with the lens where you see reflections and lines and, like, but this one is definitely moving. You can definitely see legs moving. And it's not just one camera, but it they actually trace this figure's movement through the path, like across the park on multiple cameras. And it's so creepy. I've <laughs> seen this one. It's good. It's, okay. I don't know how to explain it. Hmm. 
So this is the one that like really got me because like I can see how it could be a glitch on one like monitor or one camera or something, but it like you can see it go very oh, it's definitely. Like obviously walking. It's a it's walking yeah. at the pace of an adult person. Holy yes. shit! It just went through a fence. Yeah. Holy this, shit! These are multiple different cameras. Multiple cameras, multiple monitors. You can like they're just tracing it. They're like, oh yep, and there they are in this one. And the only thing I can think of is, like, if they purposely oh. faked it, but I don't, like... How would you fake that? A, Y, B, how? Holy shit! I feel like that's not something Disney would want to fake. <laughs> yeah, no, they don't usually like to talk about this kind of thing. Yeah, they try to keep it real hush-hush. Wow! Mm-hmm. That's real compelling. Wow! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then All I right. think he, like, kind of goes out into the water something. Yeah, or? he it looked like he went to, like... Tom Cruise, not Tom Cruise Island. Tom, oh Tom Cruise Tom, Island. <laughs> I want to be there. Tom Cruise Island sounds terrifying. I love yeah. Tom Cruise. What? Yes. Girl. He's delightful. He's crazy. I know. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, my goodness. I find him very entertaining, okay? Oh, my goodness. All right. Mm. Lord. Yeah, so that one was, like, definitely the one video that was like, oh, shit, I don't know what that is. Um, so definitely check it out. See for yourself. We'll post a link to the article. And, and you know, let us know what you think of the other stories as well. So there's – so I'm going to transition a little bit to Disney World. Basically, there's – something that happens in both parks is people will dump their loved ones' ashes everywhere on the park, as, you know, you do, because your loved one loves – Disney so they particularly the Haunted Mansion is the most popular place to dump it but full on full on my father wants his ashes dumped at the Haunted Mansion well you might not want to do that because as I think Sarah brought up at some point before we started recording there's a good chance your ashes will just get swept up and thrown away or something right yeah they they have a special disposal system but it basically comes down to you're going in the trash which is sad. Don't do that. Instead, what you should do is, and you did not hear this from me, you should dump their ashes in the water of the Pirates of the Caribbean ride because they can't get it out of the water. <laughs> Until they, like, drain the pool and refill it, right? Yeah, and that happens But it's all mixed in with, well, I mean, yeah, they'll probably By that time, you've already just filtered through the system so many times, it's like, right, You're whatever, just man. part of it now. You're, just, you're, you're, you're probably just not there. even in the ride anymore. You're probably out in the lake or something. Honestly, I'm never yeah. going to take my dad's ashes on vacation. Is it any different, though, than people who, like, turn ashes into jewelry, like necklaces and stuff? Like or how tiaras. You or tiaras, yeah. yeah. I know about them plants. Yeah. <laughs> kind of crazy. Know. So, yeah, if you want to, like, covertly dump someone's ashes, do it at the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. Also, speaking of that ride... Or if you hate them, do it at Small World. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there have there are rumors that there are actual bones amongst the bones at the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. It's possible. So, Wouldn't be the first that. time we've discussed bones showing up in an old arcade sort of setting. Yeah. But speaking of dumping your ashes in the Haunted Mansion... So this is going to go, I think this happened in Disney World. There is allegedly a ghost of a little boy in the Haunted Mansion ride at Disney World. And there, there's a, an article in DisneyWorldEnthusiast.com, another link that we'll post. And this person recounts their own 
encounter with this ghost where they were, you know, the first person, they were one of the first people in the park. It was completely empty. The other people who were there early, you know, went to other areas. So uh, they just went straight to the haunted mansion. They greeted the the cast member there and they're like, oh, you're our first, you know, happy haunt today. They sit down in their dune buggy and they, you know, start riding and they see the face of a little boy turn out of a dune buggy to look back at them. And they're like, oh, that's weird. I thought I was the first person on this ride. And they mention it to the cast member after the ride. And they're like, no, you're the only one out here. So there's a photo. I don't think it was taken by this person who's telling the story, but it was taken by someone else. And it is, if you guys want to look at it, I sent you, I think that's the last link I sent you. Mm-hmm. And it's something. <laughs> Holy crap, that's actually fairly clear. I do not care for this. Yeah, I don't care for that. It shit. makes it me feel gross. <laughs> oh. I mean, there's a chance it's a weird reflection of something, but you can definitely see eyes and ear, some hair and a nose. Like, it's a face. That. Yeah. Mm, mm. I got the goosebumps. Yep. <laughs> I don't care for that shit at yep. all. <laughs> yeah, there's that. I wrote on that one, so... You know, I'm real high strung for a girl with a paranormal podcast. Me yeah. too, man. Why do we do this? <laughs> do you want to start like a puppy podcast? Broadway. That's our next plan. That's true. But there's a lot of Broadway spookiness too. Yeah. Puppies. Nobody's ever been spooked by a puppy. I mean, there's puppy. lots of people that have been spooked by puppies. I no, know somebody that's they afraid don't of mean it. Now puppies. No. Yeah. Puppies. Like I saw someone run from a chihuahua, like full tilt run once. Wow. Well, depending on the chihuahua. That's true. Mm. All right. So you transitioned us really nicely into Disney World. Sarah, you worked at Disney World. Tell us what you know. Tell us everything. We have to know it all. Oh, how much time do you have? Years. Literal years. Wow. You know, I don't think they'll mind a what, like three, four hour episode, right? (laughs) Why not? It's a very special time. It's a a limited time magic, everyone. Here we go. All right. Mm. Uh, yeah, so you definitely touched on the ashes in the park thing, so I'm not going to go over that, but it happens way, way, way more frequently than you think. Yeah. For this podcast, I reached out to my friends on Facebook because I have a lot of Disney friends uh, who've worked there over the years, and I was kind of like, tell me about your own experiences. And I got a lot of responses, so I'm just going to dive right in. Uh, the first one came from my friend Becky, who uh, used to drive buses. So Disney has an entire fleet of buses that drives all over the resort. And when I say Disney World, I don't mean just Magic Kingdom. I'm talking about, like, the four parks, the two water parks, Disney Springs, the resorts, like, the entire resort. Mm-hmm. So, What were you telling... What what city does this compare to? Uh, San Francisco in, so, like, square mm. mileage. Disney World is roughly the size of San Francisco. Yes. Oh, my wow. God. Yeah. That's um, now, it's not all developed, though. No. It is... Uh, basically, it was bought as Swampland uh, <laughs> and, like farmland where cows were just grazing um Mm -hmm. and so it has parts of it have been developed but they haven't even developed half of it yet it's still a lot of it is like wilderness and untamed and walt actually put into his um will that one third must remain undeveloped for wildlife purposes so to keep the wildlife in the area maintained anyway this first story comes from becky who was a bus driver for disney's bus fleet and she says I drove buses, and some of the senior drivers would talk about the haunted RTS. The RTS was a model of bus that Disney used for a long time, but they, there aren't any left in the fleet by now, so whichever bus this was has long since been decommissioned. Hmm. Sometimes at night when it was dark and the bus was empty, which is several times a night, of course, once the parks let out and it's kind of slowed down, the drivers would see a lady in the mirror 
sitting in the back of the bus. Of course, when they turned on the no. lights and would look back, she would vanish. Nope. <laughs> oh, my God. This one developed enough of a reputation that some of the more superstitious drivers will not drive it. It's been mm-hmm. decommissioned now, of course, but back in the day, that was like a thing. Wow. Yeah. So for some reason, somebody went to Disney, died, and thought that the best way to spend their afterlife was riding around on buses? I don't of understand. Of all the things to do at Disney World, you know, riding the buses <laughs> would not be my choice. Different strokes for different folks. What can I say? Yeah. Maybe that's not their choice, though. That's, like, really sad to think oh, about. Oh, like the monorail kid. Man. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Womp oh. womp. Brought it back down. This story comes from my friend Johnny, who mm. works at a resort. I will not name which one. But, um, so this one is the suicide story. Ooh. Yay. So th- he says this. Suicides happen at this resort, so it's probably haunted. One morning, I was starting my regular shift at 6 a.m. and walking alone in a hallway. The lights in the hallway are motion sensor and turn off after a time to save energy. I was alone in this long ass hallway that was all dark in front of me, but I felt like someone was standing next to me and staring at me. I muttered, not today, and just kept walking. Good job, Johnny. So uncomfortable. (laughs) Up ahead, one set of the motion sensor lights flickered on, even though I wasn't close enough to activate them. It was like whoever had been walking next to me ran ahead of me when I told them to leave me alone. Jesus. I I told you I was going to deliver, so... It's happening. <laughs> yeah. So uh, stressed. Okay. It's okay. Let me let me take you inside one of the parks now. We're gonna go into Magic Kingdom to Liberty Square, which is supposed mm-hmm. to look like Colonial America. So mm. it would totally be you guys' gym. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, you would actually love it. They, and it's okay. It's actually really cool. I took a Disney history class and we went to the Magic Kingdom on a tour as one of the days. And then also when you do your park orientation, when you start in a new park, they take you on a walking tour. Mm-hmm. And so in Liberty Square, they were talking about how if you look down, there's two different colors of sidewalk there. There's the main color and then there's like a flow of a different color down the sidewalk. Yeah. And it's because it's supposed to be emulating the shit and piss filled streets. Really? Yeah. You know how people used to throw their bedpans out the window and clean them out at night? It would all kind of just run downhill and make like this river of human waste. And so it's emulating that river of human waste. Wow, Disney. I just like did an image search for it. And yep, there's a whole, just a river of tan that's supposed to be evocative of human feces. That's fun. Good job, Disney. Authenticity. We love that theming. Uh, Another one. Actually, I've got a couple. Uh... All the lanterns in the tree in Liberty Square uh, were each made in a shop. Yeah, see, there it is. That's what the path is supposed to be? Yeah. Gross. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> did you have Super, to? I mean, I yeah. guess they, they took the step back from being full-on authentic of just, like, emptying their sewers down that Yeah. Is this the part? Hall of Presidents? So that's good. That is... Okay. Yes, the Hall of Presidents. I remember this. Yeah. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Too real, Disney. Too mm. fucking real. They love theming. In the tree at Liberty Square, there are lanterns that are hanging that will turn on at night, and there are 13 hanging there for the 13 original colonies, and each of those lanterns were actually made by master craftsmen in their home state. So they were all oh, shipped there. Nice. Yeah. And then uh, last little little fact about Liberty Square is if you look at the buildings, the shutters look like they are hanging crooked. That is because they are. They're actually not attached with metal. They're attached with leather because they were using metal for the Revolutionary War and conserving it, basically doing like a rationing. And so over time, the leather bindings come loose and your shutters are crooked. Neat. Yeah. 
I'm super That's glad fun. I learned that. That's a fun fact. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Way more fun than this. Than the shit river? Than the shit river. <laughs> river of shit. Yes. Wow. Mm. All right. Muy authentico. Muy authentico. So, yeah. So we're going to take us a little trip to the Sleepy Hollow at Liberty Square, which is a funnel cake place, basically. It's like a restaurant, outdoor seating restaurant, basically at the base of Cinderella Castle at the beginning of Liberty Square. Hmm. So this story is from Kate, who says, My husband knew someone who saw and had an interaction with a female ghost at Sleepy Hollow. Someone else overheard the description of the ghost and recognized her and even confirmed it with a photo. She'd been dead for years. Yeah. (gasps) Holy shit. Yeah. And then, uh... We're going to go on over, take take the Disney buses earlier over to Hollywood Studios. My favorite. Yeah. This one is at a restaurant called the Hollywood Brown Derby at Disney's Hollywood Studios. It's kind of like an upscale sort of restaurant. It's really nice. I took my parents there for their anniversary one year and spent my entire paycheck in one meal. It was dope, but also I was real poor after that. So, you know, shit happens. So my friends used to work there. Yeah, it's swanky as hell. Really famous people mm. eat there. A lot of VIP tours get taken there. It's nice. The food is actually really delicious. It's just you have to sell your firstborn to afford it. So, right, you know. right. This is how poor I am. I didn't even know this existed. Oh, yeah. There's <laughs> there's so many restaurants and stuff at Disney. There's just so much there that, yeah, it takes yeah. a while to see it all. I haven't even seen it all, and I've lived there for like five years. So this restaurant, this story comes from my friends Meredith and Alyssa. Hi, guys. But specifically, the story is from Meredith. She says... There was a server, and she wasn't feeling good during a shift, so she went upstairs to the cast bathroom and sat on the couch up there, and she had a heart attack and died. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Apparently, now she haunts the girl's bathroom up there, and it's super eerie. When you're in one of the stalls, it sounds like someone's in the one next to you. I've heard footsteps while I'm in the bathroom, and the sinks will turn on randomly, even though they're motion activated. Mm-hmm. Motion activation is terrifying. Yeah. Like, if you're not mm-hmm. the one setting it off and it just happens to be going off, there yeah. is nothing more terrifying. I mean, it is because it's it implies that somebody is there. That you can't I see. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's a good one. I've heard that one a lot from basically everybody that works there, especially women. They're always like, yeah, someone's up there. So. Jeez. <sighs> oh, so, Look yes. at my hair stand up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got the we got the full on willies going. Just, uh. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're going to I'm going to move a little bit more into rides now because I know a lot of people that's more their jam. The rides are fun. Like we all go there for the rides. Let's be real. So a lot of the incidents that I found were regarding whenever the time there is there's like death or illness at Disney. It regards mostly heart problems with rides. So like mm. pre-existing conditions that they either knew they had or they didn't know a lot of times. And most of the people that were affected between the ages of 30 and 75. So, I mean, of course, there's outliers. I'll tell you a story as we go on. There's all those signs you see that are like, do not ride if pregnant, recent surgery, other injury, heart condition, back problems, neck problems, all motion sickness. Like, listen to those signs. <laughs> okay. Just ain't worth it. It ain't worth You're it. You're there y'all. for a reason. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, all right. So, Space Mountain. Woo! Don't put your arms up. Yeah, do not put your arms up. I mean, you can, just, just also don't stand up. Just kind of... Just don't. Just, just like, tuck yourself into a ball and ride. Just, I'm like, kidding. why even bother doing that math of, like, how tall you are? And just, like, just don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just don't. Just don't do it. I, it doesn't make it more fun to have your hands up. Like, I don't get Disagree. that. Disagree. I mean, depending on a certain type of person who wants to live dangerously, and they're like, woohoo. I might lose my hand today. Never in my life have I wanted to live dangerously. I put my hands up all the time on roller coasters, but like, 
I would not do that because I have a healthy fear of my arms getting knocked down. I hate it enough on like wooden roller coasters when you see like a rafter coming towards you and you're just like, hey. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's exactly. You should look up pictures and video mm-hmm. of what Space Mountain looks like with the lights on. You'll be real scared. Um, mm-hmm. Guys, we'll find that. We'll post it on our page when mm-hmm. this episode goes up. Mm-hmm. So uh, this one comes from my friend Sarah, who works at Space Mountain. She says there was a period of about two weeks where random guests in seat six on A side. I don't know what that means because I didn't work there got off and told the cast member that someone had touched their shoulder. Around that same time, I was in the tower and the break room spiel played all on its own. And then two minutes later, I saw a mist breeze by past the camera on the main lift. God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just two weeks, though? Yeah, yeah. It, was a, it was like a two-week period. So maybe there was something particular. Maybe it was one of those high-energy periods. I forgot to ask if it was maybe, like I said, during New Year or Christmas, you know, when... It's very busy and... Or maybe spiritualists are right and ghosts continue living on the other side and they were taking a little two-week vacation at Disney. Oh my God, what if ghosts can take vacations to Disney? Yeah, what if the lady who was riding the bus, they would see her at the end of the night? Well, it's the end of the night. And before She's that, she was, like, she was hitting up everything. <laughs> what if she was... Oh my God. Uh, I'm going to choose to believe that because that's delightful. It's like a happier version, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's, even ghosts need a vacation from haunting. That shit gets boring. It, so it does, I'm sure. Yeah. And they're just like, you know, with all these, you know, pictures and videos that are posted, they're like, uh, can you not? I'm just trying to enjoy my afterlife. Can you just right? like let me chill? <laughs> just like leave Please? me alone. <laughs> uh, bless. All right. So <sighs> this next one, famous. I know you touched on Pirates of the Caribbean, but uh, this one regards George, the ghost of Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. Yeah, he has a name and everything. He's real special. Um, Mm. So from my friend Marita, she says, he was a worker who supposedly died when they built the ride. If they don't say good morning to him when they open the ride, uh, the ride often has issues where the power will shut off, there'll be technical difficulties, ride delays, things like that. And then my friend Michael, who worked at Pirates of the Caribbean, I believe during his Disney college program, he says, this really happened to me. I used to work at Pirates of the Caribbean. There is a tale that one of the welders building the ride fell to his death while working. It's tradition during training to climb to the spot where he fell. There's a grease marker painting of him. Each training group paints over the drawing and then has to climb back up the next day. So of course we did it, and the next day the exact grease marker painting was back. We also had to say goodnight, George, each night before shutting the ride down. One night, a co-worker said, fuck you, George, and the ride immediately shut down, and we did not open until halfway through the next day. Rude. <laughs> yeah. It's not George's fault he's dead, my God. Right? You don't need to test him. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. The I'm a little bit skeptical of the grease marker one because like I feel like that's fucking with training groups because oh, yeah. I would totally do that. Hazing new kids. Yeah. Is... I'm like, hey guys, climb up to that spooky catwalk and go look. <laughs> Make sure yeah. you go paint over it and then like when they're done, I go back and repaint it. You're like, yeah. <laughs> just sign it. <laughs> and then you like turn off all the lights and just like, you know, ah, you're right. stuck up there. Find your way back down. No, please don't do that. That would suck. That would suck. <laughs> that's a long fall. Okay. <laughs> Becky, the same person who gave the bus story, she says I she also worked at Pirates for a time. She says, I haven't been able to find any proof that a guy named George worked and or died on the ride, so it might just be a well-known urban legend. But mm. regardless, I know cast members who work at Pirates who will swear up and down that George is real and the ride malfunctions if they don't acknowledge him. Yeah. Well, and that one is actually also on this blog post that I found, so it's... It's a well-known, it's probably mm-hmm. one of the most well-known ghost stories in mm-hmm. Disney World, I think. Is is everybody who arrives supposed to be like, hey, George, hey, George, hey, George? No, just the cast members. 
Okay, so, no, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, sorry. When they get to the ride. Like, <laughs> if you have a shift that starts at 3, but the park has been open since 10, no. do you also have to say? Well, that's interesting you should bring that up, because mm. I worked at Spaceship Earth, where we also had a maintenance man ghost. Oh! We had a similar incidence with. So, in George's case, if you're the one turning the ride on... Mm-hmm. Like starting it, I don't know how it worked. We had literally had a key at Spaceship Earth, like starting a car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, there's more to it than that, but whoever was in charge of doing that had to be like, "Good morning." So, right, maybe that's what it was. But it's not like when you're coming in for your shift, your night shift, you're like, "Okay, hey George, what's up?" Right, like yeah. I mean, it's probably be... polite. He probably wouldn't mind. <laughs> yeah, maybe like he would eventually enjoy the fact that you went out of your way and he would never shut it down for you. Aww. See, that would be my goal. A whole day without a ride delay? (sighs) Yeah. Can you imagine? I can't because I've never had one. (laughs) Hey, hey, how's it going? Am I their favorite? Can Can I be your favorite? Okay, I'm cool. like that with curmudgeonly old people. Like when somebody really hates everything, they're gonna love me. Oh boy. That's, that's, it's true. It works for me though. Yeah, you do. Well, I'm going to move on to Spaceship Earth. Like I said, we also had a similar incident there. Our ghost was named Bernie. Mm. Like Bernie Sanders? Like Bernie Sanders. I love him. In my mind, he also looks like Bernie Sanders, but I have no evidence to back this up. So this one is pretty pretty well known. I didn't have anybody tell me this because I actually learned about this during my training at Spaceship Earth. So um, there was a technician named Bernie who was working on the ride in the middle of the night, and he hadn't been feeling very well that day. He was a little bit older. And so at one point he decided to sit down and rest for a moment because he was having some chest pains. And he decided to sit on, it's kind of like a platform in the Renaissance section of the ride. For those of you who've never rode Spaceship Earth, it's basically like a timeline of human history and communication and how like we are riding on our Spaceship Earth and this is how we've gotten to where we are and where we're going in the future with technology. It's actually really cool. It sounds boring, but it's not. Trust me, okay? It's super badass. I love it. Yeah. It's, this is up inside the ball at this Epcot. Is a, yeah, this is in the giant golf ball at Epcot. It was more fun than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's it's good. It's a one of those rides that if you're like really tired, it's very busy in the morning because they're like the first ride in the park. Just go to it mm-hmm. in the middle of the day when you're tired and it's hot. It's a good 10 minute chill, mm-hmm. slow ride. Anyway, so Bernie was working on the ride at night. He's a technician. There's usually only one or two techs at each ride overnight when they're just doing safety checks and things. So he decided to stop in the Renaissance section uh, right in front of the musicians there. There's like a platform and he sat down and he passed away. He had a cardiac arrest attack. Sad. Yeah. So there's a lot of stairs at Spaceship Earth. If you're not feeling good and then you go walking up there, you're probably not going to do well at the Uh. top. So so they didn't find him until the next morning, uh, way later. He didn't, like, rack back in. That's where you, like, there's, like, a lock on the ride. You put it on so they can't start it while you're in it. Oh, okay. And somebody showed up and was like, oh, it's still racked out. And Mm. they found him. And they found his body. Yeah. So I hope it wasn't some high school, college intern Probably it might have been because oh. as part of your opening procedures, you have to walk the track. And Yikes. if there's uh, somebody still racked out and nobody's answering their radio, you have to go. So Yikes. Yeah. Somebody got traumatized. It wasn't me. Anyway. Yeah. Sometimes at Spaceship Earth, they give a tour, a behind the scenes tour, which is actually really cool. If you ever get the chance to do that, do it. It's great. So the, 
like I said, there's a lot of stairs and walking. This tour is actually quite intensive. You're going up and down these stairs and stuff like that. And so you get to the Renaissance part of the, to- the tour and the guide's like, all right, guys, I know we've been doing a lot of cardio walking today. So I'm just going to let you guys sit here and rest a minute and I'll keep talking. And they wait for everybody to sit on the platform. They're like, you comfortable? Great. This is where a man died. And <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, that's very and good. And you just watch them all squirm. They're so mm. uncomfortable. It's hilarious. But uh, yeah. And so it's the same situation. Bernie is still taking care of the ride. We have to say good night to him, though. It's not good morning. It's good night. And if you don't, terrible things will happen. <laughs> Describe. Just the ride. Like, if you forget to say it, the next day the ride won't start. It is a very old ride. It's been open since opening day in 82. So it's operated every single day, basically. Honestly, for... the animatronics look real old, too. Yeah. Like, well, mm-hmm. these it's been updated four times. Oh, so really? this most recent update was, I think, 10 years ago. Okay. It's when they got Judy Dench to be the narrator this time around. So I feel like Carl Sagan, Sagan, I don't know how to say his name. Carl, Carl Sagan. Sagan was the voice for me. You know, it could have been. I learned all that in training, but I did not retain Sad. I'm a terrible student. It's fine. That's fine. So, yeah. Um, but it, it's, yeah, the, it's a very old ride. And, like, there's some rides there. Uh, not rides, but, like, attractions that you kind of, you go to start it and you're hoping it actually starts. Because you're like, ah, this ride is old as balls. Mm-hmm. Looking at you, Carousel of Progress. Just oh, kidding. I love Carousel of Progress. I love Carousel of Progress. I used to work there. It's dope. Except... It's also horrifying because it's uh, old. Because it's, it's so, so old. It's so old that they don't really turn it off. They'll stop the building from rotating, but the animatronics, the robots inside, they just let them keep going because they're no. afraid if they stop them, they won't start again. And so no. they mute them and everything, but they're still doing no all night, all night, no, no. all night, no, yeah, absolutely no, no. not, yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. I do not accept that. Is that's, that is the that's scariest. real life, man? No. Mm-mm. I want that less than Mm-mm. I want so many other things. Mm-mm. I would like Mm-mm. that to never, ever, ever Mm-mm. be a thing for me again. No. <laughs> Holy Fuck shit. Fuck that thing Man, in particular. I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You guys are you guys are a hoot and a half. Okay, I just Googled it. I was not there for... It was not Carl Sagan. It was... Sagan. Sagan. I, I don't know how to say it. Sagan? Uh, it, fuck off. You couldn't say foyer. Uh, Yorkshire. <laughs> Let me just hey. corrections corner. I almost I almost called you on this, but it's Yorkshire. Thank you, Tiff. Uh, I'm gonna maintain that if they want it pronounced Yorkshire, then they need to spell it Yorkshire. Everything over here that's spelled that way is also pronounced sure. Okay. So, Jen, Jen, Berkshire. you're a big Lord of the Rings fan. Where do hobbits live? That is fantasy <laughs> world, and it's pronounced differently but that's because it is in middle earth and i didn't think that you'd be taking your pronunciation guides from a movie that you did not like so i did not like any of the movies or the books the we're gonna have to shirt. change we're gonna have to change the topic before this podcast is canceled all right so anyway swiftly moving on this is the uh last ride i would like to talk about okay okay uh, it's quite lengthy so buckle up buttercup we're going for a okay. ride we're cool. going to Mission Space at Epcot, which okay. is a ride that I worked on. Remind Ooh. me what Mission Space is. Mission Space is a ride that is very loosely based off the blockbuster smash hit Mission to Mars. I'm kidding. It made no money. Nobody remembers okay. it. Gary Sinise was in it. Lieutenant Dan. 
Like he's Capcom on the ride. So people are like, oh my God, Lieutenant Dan. It's basically, it's a... (laughs) Lieutenant Dan, you ain't got no body. Lieutenant Dan, where's your legs? They don't show his legs in the video either. So, you know, whatever. That's hilarious. It is. I love him. I don't remember this. I just Googled Mission to Mars. And yeah, it's sure as shit. There's Gary Sinise. But I do not remember this movie No one does. I've never seen it. And I work there. It looks like it came out in the year 2000. Yeah. Probably did. That sounds right. In the year 2000. This building that uh, Mission Space Inn was actually home to Horizons when the park opened. They basically, like, almost tore that building down to nothing and rebuilt it into Mission Space, which is a ride that is supposed to be a simulator uh, on a trip to Mars. So you're doing a deep space flight to Mars. It is actually a very cool ride. I enjoy it because, like I said earlier, I am a huge Star Trek fan. So this is basically, like, as close to being at NASA and Star Trek as I can get. And the costume was real dope. It was like wearing parachute. I don't know. I loved it. It was great. I am Googling the pictures. And yes, I do remember this. And yes, I did ride it. And yes, it was very uncomfortable. Yes. Yes. It's basically the ride is you're a team of four sitting in a capsule going to Mars. And there are two options. There's the orange side, which spins. The green side, which is not. The orange side spins and it gives you uh, G-forces, 2.5 Gs. No. Yes. <laughs> Two and a half be... times Earth's gravity pressure on your body? Yeah. Wow. When Barf a city lot. would be yeah. me. I would be yeah. barfing everywhere. You and a good majority of others. Yep. Yes, I've mm-hmm. seen a lot of vomit in my day. What causes, Jen, what causes you to vomit? Is it the pressure from the spinning that like makes your stomach cramp up? Or is it the orientation, like you lose your sense of direction? I think usually it's visuals. Um, so I... I get a lot of vision-centric headaches, but also, like, I get a lot of motion sickness when you're trying to focus on, like, things in front of your eyes, and they're just, like, constantly moving. So, like, I I hate spinning. I don't like merry-go-rounds. Carousels are fine because they're slow, but I don't like riding the swings. I don't like swinging in general. It's just, like, too much. I get yeah. sick. <laughs> I don't huh. like it. It's funny you should mention that, because the, when you're spinning on this ride, it, you don't actually feel it as spinning. You feel it as that force, that pressure. So it does mm-hmm. it, I think, three times during the ride. The first time is when you're um, lift off, when they count down and you launch. And the second time is the slingshot around the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's another time, maybe. I See, that, on this ride that might actually be okay. I can do the, like, roller coaster drops where your, like, stomach, like, lifts. I can mm-hmm. do those, but I can't, I just can't do the spinning. Yeah, so. it's you, you don't see it as spinning. You feel it as that pressure, and you're in this cabin. You're sitting in a row of four across, um, mm-hmm. and it is very tight and very dark. It's an enclosed space. Like, my dad cannot ride it because he is claustrophobic, and he would probably have a panic attack and die or something. I don't know. Yeah, that would also probably freak me out. Yeah, it happens a lot. Like, people will think they can do it, and they get in the seat, and you push the... Um, you know, you like make sure you have a push up on the restraint, you check it, you close the capsule door, you're going to the next one to check it because it's a two person flight where you have the, you know, the whatever. You'll hear like wild banging and howling from inside one of the capsules and it's somebody banging on the door to be let out because they just realize that they cannot. And you're like, oh, okay, calm down. And I then you're you. like, put your head back because the restraints come up real fast. And if they don't put their head back, it's going to hit them in the face. But they're like panicking and flailing. I'm like, oh, my God, I know. Put, Put your head back your and head I will back. get you out. So uh, I just had like the most horrible thought though of like, what if you heard that when there was no one on the ride? <laughs> Don't do anyway, this to me. Nobody needed that, Jen. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the one scaring you guys. 
fair play, fair play. Oh man, okay. I'm just always like, what's the worst that could happen? Oh, I, <laughs> let's go there. I got, I got some tales for you. Uh, okay. So when this ride debuted, they actually had astronauts from NASA come to test it. And mm-hmm. they were like, yes, that is exactly what it is like. Not like wow. the force wise, but they were like, if you were to mimic what space flight is like, that is as close as they can get. So it's actually really cool. I enjoy it. Like I said, there are a lot of warning signs in all of Disney parks, but this ride particularly has hefty warning signs. Let me just read here what we got. You have to be 44 inches tall at least to ride. Um, they say that as dark, enclosed dark spaces, a simulator, spinning, or motion sickness. It said the ride may cause nausea, headache, dizziness, disorientation, and you should not ride if you have a history of motion sickness, headache, or inner ear problems, vertigo, migraines, or elevated anxiety. So as you can see, there's quite me. like a... Uh, just yeah, it's me. Jen. Like, so no, Jen, just don't. Just oh, but say I no. want to. I see Let's, a sign like that, and I'm like, challenge. Well, then for you, they have the green side. So the orange side is the intense. We call it more intense. The one that spins and makes the G-forces. The green side does not spin. So it's the same ride, okay. but without the G-forces. So it's the, baby. It's kind it's of the bunny big. hill version. Yeah, yeah. Start, start there, and then work your way up, man. Let's see. So the most common symptoms that people explain are chest pain and nausea. And from June 2005 to June 2006, so one year, paramedics treated 194 riders. Of those wow. 100, yeah, in one oh. year. Uh, so of those 194, they had 25 people who passed out on the ride or shortly after exiting. They had 26 who suffered difficulty breathing, and they had 16 who had chest pain or irregular heartbeats. Wow. So yeah. I remember earlier when I was saying the big chunk of people that have these problems are in the 30 to 75, that's, that's this. these were most of these people had this. So yeah, they have comfort closets uh, at each of the exits of the base, which basically is a little room with like dish towels and a sink and soap and extra t-shirts because oh, people will vomit we'll all over barf themselves. Barf all over their t-shirt. Do the t-shirt wow. say, I barfed on Mission Space and all I got was this clean t-shirt. Cause Dude, really cute. I wish because I that was my first reaction too. I was like, oh my God, what does the shirt say? They were like, nothing, it's terrible. It looks like the orange shirts that construction workers wear, like the undershirt. It's like a shirt of shame. It, it should is. at least it's say like, like, look at this weak ass bitch. Face on it. <laughs> yes. Weak ass bitch. I mean, if it was between wearing my own vomit shirt and that, you know. But come no on, contest. at least make it like a normal right. color why does it have to be fucking orange i think they just get them for like a dime a dozen you know they were they I'm were what was extra this is not my dream coming true disney right and then my thing i was like oh but it should say something they were like first of all money second of all no because then people would be trying to like get them right you know oh, that's people true just that's are true terrible. so i mean i would have taken one so but they could <laughs> at least that. be like fucking white or black or something like why does it have to be because nobody wants to wear orange so it's probably but the it cheapest could be t-shirt. A, a, yeah. yeah yeah it's cheap but like yeah. i really want the novelty <laughs> i parked on mission space t-shirt well jen it sounds like you could possibly like i've never thrown up for motion sickness in my life i actually throw i i have thrown up less than 10 times in my life i'm amazed that's like I'm, at I'm least probably once the... a year for my whole life at least oh, once a year oh yeah the only time I really can guarantee I'm going to vomit is if I take shots. I'll throw up immediately. Sure, sure. Uh, but, but that's it. I It's very hard to get me to throw up. Once food goes into me, it stays. Good. Forever. I, I Forever. threw up from a migraine, like, within the last month. It's sucks. That sounds terrible. Yeah. I went I know, from the ages me. of, like... Six to twenty-one without vomiting, and then I made and then up you for it 21. on my birthday. Yeah, 
So I am very proud that even though my birthday was a fucking raging house party, there were what? 70 people in my apartment. No, in Nikki Lampson's apartment. Yeah. And we had $500 worth of alcohol that we destroyed in one night. <laughs> God, Nikki threw me a hell of a birthday party. Nikki Lampson, if you're listening to this, I love you, girl. We need to circle way back. <laughs> Where are we now? We are at the magnum opus. Not quite. We're getting there. So, Mission Space, a ride that has killed two people. Hmm. <gasps> yeah. Were they allowed to die in the parks or did they actually haul them off the premises? So most of the incidents that I read about, they don't get pronounced dead until they reach the hospital. Okay. Well, that actually, that's for everywhere. Really? Yep. So mm. uh, an e- no, no, really. pronounced dead yeah. on the scene is a thing. They can be presumed dead on the scene, but only a doctor, a medical doctor can pronounce a body dead for the cer- for the purposes of the certificate. Your, right. So they yeah. can be presumed dead on arrival, but they're not actually okay. announced DOA unless a doctor has done that. So right. unless it, like an EMT is not qualified to be like, this guy's dead, they have to keep doing palpitations the entire time. Oh my God. That's exhausting. Oh, mm-hmm. Now, if, if the... EMT is called with the coroner to remove a dead body. The coroner's the doctor, a, a medical doctor. They can make that scene. So they can be call. like on arrival. Dead yes. On, yes. Okay, but oh, so but they can like sometimes call a coroner to a scene, right? Yes, absolutely. And so then because then they a can medical, be right? Yeah, so okay. unless Disney has a medical doctor there. And they probably avoid they do. it. They they have doctors and nurses. Well, oh, okay. Well, yeah. if if a doctor and nurse can too. say that's dead on arrival, or or this person is dead, they can make time of death. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. A doctor has to say that. I did see a couple of the incidents did say they were pronounced dead at the scene, but a vast majority were they were pronounced dead at the hospital or they died a couple days later right. in a lot of cases. So scary. It is. And it's really sad because you're coming to this place to have a good time with your family. And then it turned into this really traumatic thing, you know? So mm-hmm. it's not like you could forget it because Disney's fucking everywhere. So right. every time you turn on the TV yeah. or, you know, see an advertisement, you're like, fuck. Oh, hi guys. Your dad's dead. Yeah. God. Uh, so sad. Someone okay. please make a picture thing of that. Well, my key being like, hi, guys. We're going to get sued. I'm sorry. Sorry Don't about your grandma. Uh, <laughs> I was shooting for more of a goofy voice. Oh, just oh. Inst- go to Mickey. It's, just, it's, it's better. It's better. All right. So these two particular deaths did involve Mission Space. I'm not going to say that Mission Space killed them because they were both inconclusive, but it may have had a hand. The first one was in June of 2005. There was a four-year-old boy from Pennsylvania who died from a pre-existing, undiagnosed, enlarged heart. Sad. Yeah. So That's he, really tragic. He blacked out during the ride, and his dad started doing uh, CPR on him, and they took him to the hospital, and he was oh, pronounced dead no. at the hospital. Yeah. Oh, geez. So. Four years old. Yeah. That's yeah. so sad. It, it wasn't... They didn't know. You know, he met the height requirement, but they didn't know. So... Um, mm-hmm. And that happens. That just, it happens. That's um, four years old. They have to be 44 inches? They have to be a minimum of 44 inches. Uh, some I feel like kids that's a are, very tall four-year-old. I mean, my niece is almost half my height, and she's five. So. Wow. Wow. I mean, I'm not that tall. It's I'm 5'3". It's not hard to beat me, but she's hmm. coming up pretty fast. So <laughs> she's going to be like six feet tall. It's fine. I'm not mad. <laughs> so the second one that I found happened in April of 2006. So like not even a year later, there was a 49-year-old woman from Germany who fell after riding and was taken to Celebration Hospital, uh, where she later died by a brain hemorrhage from a long-standing severe high blood pressure. So 
Celebration Hospital? Yes, there's a town owned by Disney. Well, it's not owned anymore, but it was a town commissioned by Disney called Celebration Florida. It looks like Stepford from the Stepford Wives. Yep. It's horrifying. I used to work there for two years at the library. Oh. It's weird. Mm-hmm. It's I did not care for it's it. It's a whole, like, you people, normal people live there, but they have to live by Disney rules. Like, the outside of their house has to look Disney-fied. And it's, it's, yeah, it has to meet, like, a standards. They're basically trying to make perfect small town USA. Yeah. That's it some is, Edward Scissorhands shit. It yeah. is. It's pretty weird. It's, it's, Stepford is exactly the word. Yeah. It's, imagine, like, the HOA from hell. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Accurate. So, yeah, there's a, a really huge hospital there, though. It's really nice. It actually looks like a resort, like a Jurassic it's Park resort. It's like... <laughs> just such the most ironic name though like yeah. celebration yeah. hospital <laughs> celebration hospital yeah yeah but uh anyway. yeah so both of those both of those individuals unfortunately uh did pass away shortly after experiencing this ride so it does have a bit of a reputation it was closed down for some time after that second incident and that's where they uh made the less intense version because mm-hmm. the all of it used to spin before and they were like we should probably give people an option yeah, yeah. so it reopened and it's still open today you can go ride it anytime as long as you meet the requirements and don't ride if you have those pre-existing conditions. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I can't stress that enough, though, seriously. And also keep your arms, hands, legs, and feet inside the vehicle at all times. <laughs> Having said that, so I, I did work for a time at Mission Space. I really enjoyed working there. I thought it was a great ride. One of the cool parts about it is there's a part in the queue where you're walking by Mission Control, and it's a glass window, mm. and you can see, like, Mission Control sort of things Um through the other side and that's actually where we sit as our like tower of the ride where you're like watching everything and making sure all your systems are active and hmm. everything's going good so you're just sitting back there watching it and people are like is that a real person <laughs> and you're like they'll wave at you and then you like wave at them and they freak out one time yeah, i got like, a tap on yeah the they glass. knock on the glass and you just look at them and you're like i hate you with every fiber of my being smile 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 you're terrible hi go fuck yourself yeah one time i was sitting in there and i got a call from one of the guys at the loading area and he's like i just had somebody tell me that you're the prettiest animatronic they've ever seen and i was like wow that's so nice you are stupid pretty thank you you're welcome oh my god stop all right so yes so this ride um like i said before you're in teams of four Uh, We have, like, our pre-flight area. We have, like, the training room, which is where you're separated into your teams. And then you go into the hallway outside of the ride. Um, It's, like, a giant circular room that has these capsules in it because it's a centrifuge, so it has to be able to spin. And then once the ride starts, the floor actually drops about six feet down so that it can spin without hitting the walls or the floor or anything. And then they come back up at the end of the ride. The whole ride itself is only about four minutes with all, like, the videos and training and stuff. It ends up being about ten minutes. So... Hmm. It's pretty great. So when you, it's all one way too. They're very good about controlling how people come in. So you'll never go back out the same door you came in. It's one way, you know, you come in, you get in the capsule in one door. At the end of the ride, the other door opens, the one that you didn't come through and you exit that way. And as you're exiting, the next group is coming in. So it's very, Mm -hmm. they flow it very easily. Streamlined. Um, Yes, yes. Get them butts and seats. So (laughs) there's really only one exit of this ride. That's two wide double doors that you go out from that center room and then out through the pre-flight hallway into the exit hallway. Um, and there's always two people running each room, basically. So the floor. I told you the floor goes down when you start the ride. The ride will not start if it senses that there is a person in the room because the cameras, they mm-hmm. take a picture at the beginning of the day when it's empty. And if anything in that picture doesn't match the picture they took, 
the ride won't start. It'll like e-stop wow. sort of, and then you have to go in and fix it. So like during training, your trainer, when you're preoccupied checking the seatbelts and stuff, they'll like throw like a dish towel on the floor behind them. And then you go to start the ride and it won't start and they just watch you freak out. And then you have to go in and look and you're like, God damn it. But those cameras, they're really sensitive because they'll even pick up like the sparkle from princess dresses. If there's oh enough sparkle God. that falls off onto the floor, uh-huh. it refracts on the camera and the camera's like, no, can't go. Ah! And then you have to like, go in with a pan and broom and sweep that shit up like wow. to make the ride go wow yeah yeah it's yeah so i mean it's really good it's a good it's a safety feature yeah. because if you start that ride with someone in there it's not gonna end well for yeah, that person they're gonna it's they're like gonna a get blender they're gonna turn into mush on a wall like yeah. it's that's what would happen so wow. there's never been an incident like that thank god because of those systems that are in place for safety they do take it very seriously so um One day, myself and another team member who I won't name because she actually still works there, we're in one of the flight bays. We were actually in one of the orange sides, which is a more intense experience. And I was just kind of the person who's just like directing people out as they go. And she was the one that was going in and checking, you know, to make sure nobody left like anything on the seats or, you know, the cabin looked okay. Because sometimes people will like vomit and not tell you. So you just kind of want to watch the people come in and see if anybody's like, oh, I found a camera. Like, you know, you want to do that. So... I was just standing there. I was kind of like saying, okay, thank you for training with us. Have a great day. You know, get the fuck out. And uh, I saw someone start to come in out of the corner of my eye. I thought I did. Like they were walking against the flow of traffic, Mm -hmm. which they're not supposed to do because once they leave, if they are like, oh shit, I forgot my phone and they want to run back in, we say, no, no, you wait here. We'll get it for you. And it it looked out of the corner of my eye to be like a preteen or teenage boy, blonder hair, red baseball hat. Like I remember the red hat caught my eye and I turned to be like, hey, but then there was no one there. And I was like, okay, I maybe I just got confused. There were a lot of people walking out. So as the doors, you know, we closed those outer doors and I went back in to help her and I heard her say, hey, stop, you can't go in there. And I was like, what is happening? And she's like, she comes running out. She's like, did you just see that kid running in here? And I was like, no. Mm-hmm. And she's like, there's some kid in here. Like we have to, and I was like, okay, I don't know. Like, let's walk around. So we did like a, a lap. It is a circular room with the one exit, as right. I said before. Mm-hmm. Didn't see anybody. We looked behind the capsules, around it. I was like, okay, so let's just close these doors. We'll do another lap and then start the ride because there's a, it's on a timer. You've got to keep it going or you'll, you know, they'll, you'll cascade the ride and it fucks everything up. Right. So we were like still kind of freaking out because at this point I was like, oh, I thought I saw something and she said she saw something so maybe there might mm-hmm. be someone in here thinking they're cute or something hiding well, out. Well and you don't want to like accidentally murder them. Exactly. Hiding somewhere. I don't need that kind of karma. Like no. I don't need that on my conscience. Nobody does. Right. Mm-mm. So we end up like checking restraints, closing the capsules. We take one more lap around. She's like still freaking out like hardcore. She was like there's somebody in here and I was like there's not though. And I was kind of like okay listen let's go launch the ride. If it doesn't launch, that means there's somebody in here. So we'll come back in and check and call security. If it does launch, then I don't know. And she's like, okay, fine, fine. And so I ended up pushing the button to start it because she was so freaked out she didn't want to do it. Mm-hmm. And it launched. So, so there was nobody in there. But you for sure, I mean, you saw that red hat. Yeah. Did she describe a red hat too? She said it was a boy. Know if she saw the hat, but she did say it was like a teen, preteen, pre-teen boy. boy. And so I was hmm. talking about this actually as I was writing out these show notes. My fiance Drew, hey baby, I love you. You're amazing. I'm a god. Uh, Drew, I wish you were here. Happy Easter. I love you. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I was talking with him about it and I was telling him the story. And then after like explaining the story about the little boy who died when he was four, 
he was like, well, maybe it's that kid. And I was like, it can't be that kid. That kid was four. He's like, but how many years has it been since that kid died? And I did the math and the kid would have been, I think, let's see, four then. So he'd be about teenage. Holy now. crap. Yeah, he'd be around hmm. that age. Because that incident happened in 2005. This experience I had happened in 2015. So he'd be 14. Wow. Pretty. Spiritualism. Yeah. Spiritualism, man. So more and more evidence all the time. Yeah. Mm. So, I mean, that's that's my personal experience that I had. And it was I, not necessarily because I just put it as like a trick of the light. I was like, OK, I saw something maybe. But she was so convinced that I was like, maybe I did see it. Yeah. If like yeah. she was like white, like face white because she was so freaked out about it. So I don't know. I, you know what? I believe it. Yeah. I, I'm sure. I, whether or not it was actually that kid. Yeah. Was it, there, do you know what was at Spaceship Earth? No, sorry. Mission to Mars. Mission Space. Mission Space. God it's damn It's okay. It. They, it's weird. Uh, what, was there a ride there before? Yes, it was called Horizons. It was about mm-hmm. like uh, transportation in the future. Oh, yeah. Like flying in the clouds and shit. I um, remember that. I don't. I I remember that. <laughs> Do you remember Body Wars? That was my favorite. Yes. Yeah. That Body Wars was building cool. is still there. But there's nothing in it? They use it as like an event space now for like food and wine and stuff. But that actual, they like covered up the sign, but they just kind of left the ride there. So it's kind of just... Hanging out. Yeah. Hmm. In disrepair. You know what the weirdest part about this? Just, sorry, this is just a side note. There is a film part, and maybe it's in Body Wars. I can't remember. Uh, where they talk about reproduction. That was in the same building, the Wonders of Life Pavilion. Wonders of Life yeah. Pavilion. Yeah, it was. Yeah, where they have like a little cartoon semen and a little cartoon yeah. egg. I think it was Martin Short that was in area, I which think makes that's it correct. way worse, I yeah. think. I yeah, mean, he's creepy as hell. He's not creepy. I like him. I just don't want him telling me how babies are made. Mm. <laughs> that's, I feel that's fair. So, oh, well, Sarah, this has been great. Yeah, I, I did get a lot of my uh, stories, not stories, the stories I collected from a lot of the people that I worked with. You're all great. Thank you for contributing. But a lot of the information, like, you know, the statistics and things like that, I actually got from Wikipedia pages. There's two of them. There's one that's called a list of incidents at Disney World and another one that's a list of incidents at Disneyland. If you're a morbid motherfucker like myself, uh, it is a very long and entertaining read. So ho, ho, you might want to give that a browse. I'm definitely going to look those up. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. All right, uh, Jen. Do we want to do a listener story, or should we? Is Sarah uh, our listener story? Yeah, I think we're gonna skip that this week. Uh, we did a whole episode of them last time, so we'll you know stay tuned in future episodes. We did get a few more in today, so uh, if you have a uh, your own ghost story, ghost encounter that you'd like to tell us about, you can email us at this podcast is haunted at gmail And if you want to just you know say hi to us and hang out with us on the internet. We're on Twitter at haunted underscore pod, and this podcast is at this podcast is haunted on Instagram and Facebook. And we, while you're on Facebook, you can find our um, our group. This podcast is haunted discussion group, and that's where we kind of hang out and chat. And it's super fun. We've added a lot of new people recently, so come say I'm one hi. of them. Yeah, um. you are. Uh, speaking of 
podcast hangouts and podcast friends. We do have one quick shout out that I didn't run by you because I figured you'd be cool with it. So <laughs> the first podcast I literally ever heard of was our friend Kendall's podcast, Adaptation. She just got married over the weekend. Congratulations, Kendall and Ryan. I love you both. Yeah. Would you like to tell us a little bit about that, Sarah? You can also hear Sarah from time to time on this other podcast. Yeah, I do uh, guest spots occasionally. It's called Adaptation, a podcast dedicated to film adaptations. And we basically just talk about adaptations of books into film and TV. Um, it's pretty great. We also do uh, remakes as well. Uh, so a couple of the episodes that I've guest starred on are the ones about it, the movies, both of them and the book, uh, as well as Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Those are a good few. We're getting ready to do a, um, and then we do commentaries as well. We did a commentary on Jumanji, the 90s version and the one that recently came out, mm -hmm. which is always fun because you Very can fun. watch it along with us, press play and, you know, listen to us talk because I know that's just what you want people talking over your movie. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's whatever. It's cool. Uh, so if you're interested in that, uh, you can find it at adaptationpodcast.com as well on as on Twitter at, adap at adaptationpodcast. That was way more difficult than it needed to be. It's hard, uh, isn't it? It is. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're also on Facebook. Hit us up. We love talking about books and all that, all yeah. that fun shit. They can be that our is... podcast friends. We're podcast yeah. friends. <laughs> that is extremely my shit. So I want to. Yeah. It's actually, it's a really solid show. They do a great job with it. I've been enjoying it for years. I'm not caught up though, so don't don't tell me everything I've been missing. There's I, a lot of it. It's yeah, been on spoilers. for like three or four years. Yeah, yeah so three or four years. The, it was the first podcast I'd ever heard of. And if you don't like something, we cover a wide range of things. So you know, there's a flavor for everyone. Speaking of podcast friends, um, Kate and I will be on a future episode of Whispers in the Night with our good podcast friend Sang. So if you Listen to them already. Stay tuned for that. If you don't listen to them, what the fuck are you waiting for? Go over there and listen to them. We're going to be talking about some things that we've covered here, but, you know, we're going to talk about in more detail over there. So check Fun it out. Fun fact, Sarah has also been on that show. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They, we, he needed voice actors, and I was like, you should talk to my friend Sarah. She's got a great voice. Yeah. Thank you. It's at the Urban Legends episode. So, oh. um, yeah. Very, very good. All right, guys. It is 1019 here, so I need to go to bed. Same. Jeff, have yes. a wonderful week. And I'm actually going to talk to you more this week because we have to do more recording. Woo. Woo. Super Party fun. hard. <laughs> All right. Everybody take care. Thanks. This has been Kate. This is Jen. And Sarah J. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Stay spooky, motherfuckers. Hey creep stars, this is Kate talking to you again about Studio. Want to tell you about one of their newest models, the Vasa. What's new about it is that it's got the new driver, 10.2 millimeters. You're going to hear every note perfectly and still have that smooth, sleek Scandinavian design. Check it out www.sudio.com. Tell them we sent you. Save 15% by using code at checkout haunted. H A U N T E D. They ship all over the world. www.sudio.com.